0: Listening to For Your Joy, a podcast provided by New King Church, where we seek to restore your faith in a world of discouragement. If you want to find out more about New King or learn how you can get connected with our network of like minded churches in Burlington, Vermont, and surrounding areas, check us out at newkingchurch.com.
1: for your joy and we are doing a second part here of something we started in the last episode so if you have just stumbled upon this podcast and you are listening to this episode I would uh, highly encourage you to go listen to the last episode Uh, maybe even all four shouldn't take you more than hour and a half and then listen to this one but if you just want to listen to this one then go right ahead. There should hopefully be some good stuff in here. Uh, But we want to jump right in, get to uh, the second part of the topic that we had at hand. And Ben was walking us through five different ways that we can be an encourager. Um, So we heard the first two uh, in the last episode, and these are all based off, uh, or rather pulled from a story that we see in Second Chronicles, uh, chapter thirty-two about King Hezekiah. Uh, so Ben, go ahead and read that story for us, just to give us the context again. Okay. So the king of Assyria
0: has um, amassed his his army. He's uh, encamped against the fortified cities of Judah, and Hezekiah has been preparing as much as he can in the short time that he has for this. And then it it says this, And he set combat commanders over the people and gathered them together to him in the square at the gate of the city and spoke encouragingly to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him. For there are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah.
1: Hmm. Thank you. Well, as I as I mentioned last episode, I get the pleasure of hearing these uh, for the first time as you, our listener, is hearing them as well. Um, and so let me just... Uh, recap the first two uh, that Ben spoke about and correct me on any of this if I'm wrong Ben. Uh, but the first one that we see the first way to be an encourager is that we need to speak up uh, and that sounds simple but we see King Hezekiah there take the time and, uh, and and really see the value in speaking up and encouraging these men. He had a lot he had to do. I'm sure he had a lot he was worrying about plans to make but he, saw the value in speaking up and and making it a part of his battle plan to Mm -hmm. encourage his people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we can so often neglect that, um, but we must use our words Mm. to encourage people and go down in the trenches with people when they are down and uh, lift them up with Mm -hmm. what we are saying to them. Uh, And then building right off of that, the second way to be an encourager was use words that build. Mm-hmm. Right We say things like, "Be strong and courageous and and see the Lord see the lord's hand, uh, but at the same time, we don't just uh, build up what is good and what is right, but we help them to bring down and tear down those things that might be bad might be discouraging them so so tell them to put away fear and put away worry and stress um and something that actually stood out to me when Ben was talking about that, I, I didn't get to uh, get in get into this in the last episode, um, but Ben, that really made me think about uh, the idea of love, Christian, biblical love, specifically as it relates to um, ministering in a post-Christian society. We see... Um, this idea of love being twisted and um turned in a lot of different directions uh, but one thing that you said that stood out to me is that he Hezekiah knew that if if they held on to that fear that that would ultimately lead them to destruction mm-hmm. and even if it's hard for them to hear that they need to put that away uh it's for their benefit and similarly um when we reach out in love, and tell people to put away things that are leading them towards destruction. That is ultimately greater, mm-hmm. and that is for their good. Uh, even though that's so hard for us sometimes, mm-hmm. we we think that love is is allowing people to to do what might feel right, um, mm-hmm. or or what makes them happy. But but when we know the truth and we understand what is leading to life and what is leading to destruction we must also speak up um, and be bold to to encourage people to put those things away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't know if, if you, Ben, had any thoughts on that specifically um, or if there was anything you wanted to add to those first two. Mm. Yeah, I think just, um, just, and I
0: think we hit on this briefly in part one, but just that in order to be an encourager, you've got to, that, with that first speak up you've you've got to have your eyes peeled for opportunities Mm. because because it's not only going to be somebody who's about to get a divorce or somebody who's contemplating suicide or or somebody who's just lost a loved one it's not always going to be so obvious in fact most of the time it won't Mm that's good. The majority of the time that God is going to call us to encourage someone, it's going to just be we're going to notice the slightest bit of fear in someone. We're going to notice the the slightest uh, you know, stress in their life or that they're speaking in a way that isn't taking an all-knowing good God in into their perspective. And so I think I just want to say that just yeah. just to encourage our folks, just to be have your eyes peeled. Yeah, you know, look for the the very the very slightest bit of discouragement, and then jump on it with encouragement.
1: Yeah, because as we've seen throughout this series, discouragement is so rampant, and mm-hmm. so it would be mm-hmm. foolish, yeah, like you're saying, for us to to only encourage in the times that seem big and, and monumental. But right. we're all experiencing discouragement on some level. Right. You can just assume that if you're talking to someone, they need some encouragement. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mm, That's good. All right. Well, let's hear, let's keep going on this list. Let's Mm -hmm. hear the third way that we see from this story that we can be an encourager. Okay,
0: yeah. So 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 encouragers speak up. uh, They use words that build. And then thirdly, they face reality head on. Mm. They face reality head on. Uh, Now notice that the way that hezekiah encourages he doesn't say hey guys you know what their army's not that their army's not that big this this is really not that big of a deal so don't don't worry about it don't don't be afraid that's not what an encourager does an encourager faces reality head on right so what he says is do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of assyria and all the horde that is with him. Mm. Like he's saying, look out there. I see this this horde, this this innumerable people that that is coming against us and and I'm not ignoring that. Mm. So, I just think that that's important because I think a lot of times we t- we will think that to be an encourager is to downplay situations or to build people up with hype, you know? Yeah. Like just just shallow words, like it's gonna it's just gonna be okay. Yeah. You know, it's just gonna be all right. And that's not what an that's not what encouragement is. So I just felt like it was important that we take note of that. Yeah. You know, when Jesus when Jesus encourages his disciples, he when he says um, when he says to them, you know, essentially to not to not be afraid. He, he doesn't say it because it's not going to be a challenge. What you're about to go through, mm. he just he's challenged. He just says, "Believe in God. Believe also in me. I'm going to be enough. God is going to be enough yeah. to get you through this." Um, and so, I don't know how prevalent that 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 misunderstanding about encouragement is, but
1: oh, I would say it's very prevalent mm. um, because we, yeah, we just tend to. Go kind of, you know, shallow, and mm-hmm. and we we think um, we don't think about the broad picture of um, in reality, or, or rather, uh, as we go forward with fear and worry, we can bring in the truth of God and His faithfulness to to. Speak over those things and be mm-hmm. more powerful than those things, rather than just try to be ignorant. And that reminds mm-hmm. me of that quote that you gave uh, in your sermon recently: that there are people who are always afraid, mm-hmm. there are people who don't know enough <laughs> to be afraid, to be afraid, and then there are people who know their Bible, right, right. And 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 so the second one mm. is not helpful, right? You know, <laughs> even though those people aren't afraid, they're ignorant, right, right. And so. We don't want to be ignorant about the reality around us, mm-hmm. but we also don't want the reality to lead us towards fear and anxiety and worry. But, but, but that be in that third category that knows the mm-hmm. scriptures, that mm-hmm. knows what God has said and hold on to those things and let them be greater in your mind than the, than the true things around us that could bring fear, but that we know uh, will not hold a candle to the promises and the confidence that we can have in God. That's right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's bring this down to the ground level and make it super 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 simple. Mm-hmm. Let's think about it like this. Um. Right now, as we know, um, there is war happening in Ukraine. Yeah. There's a evil dictator who's got who's who's got who knows what what kind of plans up his sleeve mm-hmm. and there's so many unknowns about that right so here's what shallow hype encouragement does is it says it's not going to it's it's going to be fine i'm sure that you know this is all going to pan out it's going to be all right it's not going to affect us mm-hmm. over here we can chill we yeah. don't it'll just fizzle it'll just fizzle out that's not real encouragement right Real encouragement says, yeah, I mean, um, there have been world wars in the past and there could be again, mm. and this could spread. It could impact us. And we don't know, we don't know the future, but here's what we do know. We know the one who holds the future. Yeah, And we do know that Jesus told us, so this is going back to, you're clinging to the promises. Jesus told us not to worry about tomorrow and what what's going on today is enough to worry about by itself. Mm. So as long as we're postulating about things that could happen, we don't need to go there. Yeah. Right. But sure, but sure things could get worse, but God would still be with us. Mm. Like it doesn't change the promises in the least. And so that is, I think the different approach is it's not, Trying to bury my head in the sand. Hezekiah doesn't bury his head in the sand, right? I mean, before this, in fact, he's he is um, he's shutting the water off so that when they encamp against him, they're not going to have a water source. Um, he builds up the wall that's been broken down. He raises up towers upon it. He builds another wall outside of that. He strengthens the the millow, I guess, is what that is in the city of David. And then he makes more weapons and shields.
1: Hmm.
0: He's at work. Yeah, he is the the he is the furthest thing from in denial. Yeah, he knows that there's going to be work to be done, and it's not going to be easy. That they're going to have to get their hands dirty, and he's facing that reality head on. And yet he is still saying to them, "Do not be afraid. Be strong and
1: courageous." Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of when we were talking about the contagious nature of mm-hmm. discouragement it's it's not that the things that we're seeing in the news it's not that any of these things aren't true right right because they are uh-huh. but that is not what our mind needs to dwell on we need to dwell on the goodness of God the promises that he is greater and that That's he right. will our, that our hope is set in what he has said the future will bring.
0: Right, that's right. And the story that you're being told from the news isn't the whole story because it doesn't take a, a, a sovereign, good God into mm. account. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing with the, the spies yeah. that come back from the land. One, you know, the, the ten spies who are unbelieving, they are truthfully telling what they saw and how they perceived it, but they're telling a story that doesn't take God into mm. account. And the two who had faith are taking God into account. They're yeah. telling a story that includes a good,
1: sovereign God. Yeah. Well, to do everything we can to avoid a potential part three, okay. let's hear the fourth way that we can be an encourager.
0: Okay, so number three is um, an encourager remembers their Bible. Mm-hmm. Remember their Bible. And here's what I mean. Um, King Hezekiah makes this statement. He says, do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him for there are more with us than with him. Mm. Now that is actually a quote yeah. from second Kings. Mm. What King Hezekiah is referencing is something that Elisha said to his servant. When they were surrounded on a mountain, they're surrounded by an army vastly outnumbered, right? Mm -hmm. And Elisha um, says to his servant, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And that's 2 Kings 6, 16. And what, what Elisha is pointing to is the fact that there's more going on than just what we see. Yeah. Because then Elisha prays and says, Oh Lord, please open his eyes, talking about his servant, that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Mm. So Elisha recognized, and he wanted his servant to recognize that it didn't matter that they were vastly outnumbered as long as God was with them, that God had them surrounded. In the spiritual realm, they were surrounded by an army of angels with chariots, right? And so now Hezekiah, in a in a very similar situation, remembers his Bible. Yeah. And now he is calling his men. To remember it as well. He's calling mm-hmm. them, their attention to what God has done in the past. Yeah. And so our encouragement needs to be filled with
1: scripture. Mm. So in the last part, I asked you, mm-hmm. way early on, I jumped the gun, I said, <laughs> Where do you find the words? Mm-hmm, sounds mm-hmm. like
0: we're answering. It. Yes. Where do you find the words in the Bible? And you know, I, I want to encourage people. Um, I feel like oftentimes I hear people say there's this insecurity, right? That's like, I just, I don't know my Bible as well as I should. I I can't quote verses very well. And let me just, let me just tell you, first of all, I want to say this, um, start memorizing verses, work at it. If you don't, if you don't have scripture memorized, then start working at it. But in the meantime, um, you, you don't have to have verses perfectly memorized, word for word, to point people to Scripture. You don't have to know the address. The addresses of Scripture are, are, uh, are not inspired, right? Mm-hmm. Those things were added in afterward yeah. by, by us in order that we could find our, our way around. You don't have to remember the exact address. You don't have to even remember it word for word, but point people to... Something that is in the Word and tell them it's in the Word um, so that it helps them to
1: have confidence in it. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's jumping out to me that this was the way that we personally are encouraged, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That we let the Word of Christ dwell richly in Mm -hmm. us and among us. And so it just makes sense Mm -hmm. that that is the natural step to how we encourage others as well. Mm-hmm. It starts in ourselves. We, we learn how to do this. We take our thoughts captive. We apply the truth of Scripture to them and test the negative thoughts we have against what we know is true from the Bible. And as we practice that personally and internally, mm-hmm. the Lord will give us opportunities to do that for His people mm-hmm. in, the, in the community that you're in and in lifting other people up. And, and so I can't just think, Oh, well, surely in the moment, Mm -hmm. whenever I need to encourage someone, I can be able to pull that out. No, start with yourself. Yeah. Start in your own mind. That's a great point. And and pull on the words Mm -hmm. of God that we know to encourage ourselves and see how that can affect the way that you encourage Mm -hmm. others as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's really good. So, number five.
0: Uh, here is the the fifth way that we can be an encourager. Uh, it's pretty similar to the to the one before it, but um, encourage based on who God is. We encourage based on who God is and and so this is just another way of highlighting what we've said in the past that we need to make sure that the story that we are Listening to and the story that we're telling others takes uh, a very good, all powerful God into account. And that's exactly what Hezekiah does. Listen to how Hezekiah finishes up. Uh, oops, I just missed my spot. There we go. He finishes up his encouragement of his men. He says, um, With him, the king of Assyria, is an arm of flesh, mm. but with us is the Lord our God with us is the lord our god to help us and to fight our battles and and so he says he says here's why we can have confidence right now here's why we can be fearless right now it's god mm-hmm. you know it it's not it's not just that he is going to help us he's actually going to fight our battles mm for us like we're going to be fighting yes but he is going to be the one who gives us victory
1: my my translation talking about the king of Assyria says he only has human strength
0: Mm, that's good Yeah. yeah he only has human strength but with us is the lord our god we have god on our side we cannot fail if we depend upon him now, one way that the Bible often talks about it is we will not be ashamed wow. if we depend on him.
1: Yeah. And I think the best way that this relates to the one way before this, number four, mm-hmm. that uh, we remember our Bible, is that where do we find who God is, right? Mm-hmm. It's in his word. That's right. He has given us this inspired word, uh, this common grace to see and to understand and experience who he is and so we call on scripture, we call on the ways that he has worked mm. in the past, we call on the promises he has made. And even if even if a promise in scripture is not for you specifically, mm. we can say, "Lord, you have promised this before, so we know that that is in your character mm-hmm. to do this." That's right. And 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 he loves. He is so honored when we remember what he has done and call on that when we are reaching out to him. For encouragement, and especially when we are using that to encourage others, mm-hmm. um, his character is so prevalent in, in Scripture, and we can rely on it. It's mm-hmm. true; it's always true. Mm-hmm. That's right. So,
0: the the final thing I want us to see and uh, to point out here um, is is not the it's not a sixth way to be an encourager, but it's the result of encouragement. And that's the very end of this little passage. It says, And the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Now that is so important to the story because immediately after that, the king of Assyria, who has, has uh, surrounded their city, sends his servants to Jerusalem and, and they begin crying out, in in their language, in Hebrew, they begin crying out, Isn't Hezekiah misleading you in order that you'll be given over to die by famine and by thirst when he tells you that the Lord our God will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria? And and they go on with all these discouraging words saying, no, Nobody else's gods have been able to deliver them from Assyria, and your God won't be able to deliver you either. Mm. And so there's this massive battle taking place for what will the people of Judah believe? Mm. What are they going to believe? Because if they believe the discouraging word, it's over. Yeah. They give up. Yeah. Right? And, and, it's, and it's over. They raise the white flag and the Assyrians come in and take Jerusalem. Yeah. In order for them to win, they must keep their confidence in God. And so Hezekiah's, uh, his, his intuition was right. He, mm. he was exactly right that it was, it was incredibly important. It was life and death that, that he encouraged his men um, before, before all this took place. Because his encouraging words carried them through this intense discouragement that they
1: faced. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so crazy that there are two two battles going on here in this scene. Mm -hmm. And we're so prone to look at the very uh, physical battle that Mm -hmm. the two armies (laughs) pitted against each other. Mm -hmm. But it's this battle, rather, Mm -hmm. in the minds of uh, the people of Judah. Mm -hmm. King Hezekiah telling them that they must be strong and courageous Mm -hmm. and be encouraged And the people of Assyria saying, how can you trust in that God? And um, that is truly the greater battle here. Yes. Uh, And the result of the the encouragement and the result of the people listening to their king is that they win and that they have victory because of the Lord. That's right. And we have seen people not trust in the Lord and be taken Mm -hmm. by the Assyrians. That's right. Right, mm-hmm. the northern tribe, and and there's so, it's so obvious that this battle is fought beyond just the physical realm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just I forget that so often, um, but I must remember that, and I must take our thoughts captive and, and encourage ourselves and encourage one another.
0: That's right. Yeah, well, I'll I'll leave us with this um, in our in our, I think it was our first episode, we were defining encouragement and we we're, we were talking about how encouragement leads to hope and that, um, and, and faith, right? And that faith is a confidence in God and hope is joyful, confident expectation. Mm. And you see how this story resulted in a joyful confident expectation and it because it says the people took confidence mm-hmm. from his words they they had a they had a confident expectation that God would deliver them mm-hmm. and that and that um that gave them a, a resolute determined um stability Right? That, that that made them able to weather the storm of all the discouragement that was coming at them. Mm. And so just, you know, I want to leave us with this thought that that your words have the ability to build a person up so much that you might just be encouraging someone for a battle they haven't even faced yet. Mm. Wow. And and making them ready to be able to stand against the storm.
1: Mm. Well, I think that's why community and fellowship and the local church is so crucial mm-hmm. to this battle. Um, and so, if you are listening and you're a part of New King, uh, we hope that this encourages you to be get get deeper entrenched in the fellowship here. And if you are not in this area or not a part of a local church, uh, we hope that this is inspiring you to go be a part. Of a church and surround yourself with people who will encourage you from Scripture, from uh, from the Lord and who He is. Um, but those have been the five ways that we see you can be an encourager. And I hope you put these things into practice. And uh, we will continue this conversation next week. We'll talk to you soon.